This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Another month is upon us as September begins, and with one competitive game done and soon to be forgotten, a new dawn is breaking at the One Call Stadium as David Sharp takes up the role of CEO. Rarely that you get owners these days at football clubs that are doing things for the right reasons. We've seen other football clubs up and down the country having difficult times under different ownership, but but here at Mansfield Town, we've got great people that own this football club and I'm delighted to now be obviously a a big part of it, albeit just a small part because it's not just me. There's a lot of good people involved in the running of the football club and the day-to-day operations. It's something I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of. Whilst there's been movement off of the pitch, the Stags are back on the pitch. Rem Cochrane's men, however, couldn't make it a happy return to action, losing 4-0 at the hands of Championship outfit Preston North End, where the habits of old defensive errors were still very much evident despite a new look back line. Overall, I'm really disappointed with the goals we conceded. I thought we could do far better with them. We give the ball away cheaply, and if you give the ball away cheaply against a team like that today, you're going to be in trouble. We're young, we're developing, we're, we're, we're still a long way off. But uh, that was a harsh lesson. That was a harsh lesson for us to take today. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll take a more detailed look at that game, the changes to the off-pitch structure, and of course, with just over a week to go until league action begins, we'll ask if we're ready to go as a familiar old face comes back to join the Stags party. Obviously, I didn't think it was it was gonna gonna happen. Obviously, I had a few a few offers elsewhere in League One which was my aim to, to go in League One. Felt like I, I'd, done, I'd done well to, to get a shot. The League One offers that I had location-wise weren't great for me. And then when I knew that there was still a chance to come back to Mansfield, I jumped at the chance, to be honest, and I'm glad, we're, I'm, glad I'm back. As always, have your say on your team during the live feed. This is episode number nine of Mansfield Matters, the warm-up. Since the Stags exited the Carabao Cup, they've since played two behind closed doors friendly and finally 
got some goals and got some victories. Fingers crossed they can carry that on into a couple of weeks' time when the season kicks off for real. Of course, Manchester City under-21s, the next opponents uh, a week yesterday uh, on Tuesday. My name's Craig Priest. I hope you're all well. Joining me from afar is Cam Felton. Say hello. Uh, good evening. Good, he's gone with uh, good evening, which means his broadband's still rubbish. Uh, Nathan Edge will be joining the party very, very shortly indeed, uh, because he made a human admin error uh, today, uh, and he booked to go out for a meal before the podcast started, and you know just couldn't get uh, couldn't get here on time. He will be joining the Skype call in about five minutes' time. Uh, but the eagle-eyed amongst you will notice that uh, to my left, to my right on camera, is uh, a man with no hair. Uh, a t- sort of green shirt no teeth uh, and who is uh, 64 today uh, old viewers of the show will uh, perhaps recognize him it is of course me dad although i only call him that in a call or when i want something how are you are you well good evening i'm very well thank you thank you for the birthday bits jolly good happy birthday um, that's literally all you're getting by the way um that's what you've got absolutely you have to talk into that microphone that's how this, this thing works this one that's is the that, one is that yeah. how it works? i can I see this lasted about two minutes before i get rid of him cam i'm going to bring you on screen uh, as well just so uh, you know there's some normality there there he is although i don't quite like cam being on the full screen so i'm going to drag that a little bit bigger there you go uh, nathan will be joining us very very quickly indeed uh, before we go to cam and nathan obviously it's your birthday today 64 yeah. although you don't look a day over 92 um, what have you obviously you've seen the stags for many many a year what have you made of the side albeit watching virtually and watching on the highlights what have you made of the side which Graham Cochran has put together so far it's looking good from what I've seen um, obviously they still need to gel a little bit there's a little bit of time to go before the season actually starts um, which is all good but at least we've started some sort of pre-season which is all brill minutes need to get into legs obviously and we've made uh, some fantastic signings from what I can make out uh, and on Saturday, of course, me and Cam did a thing after the game. We watched it together, almost like staggle box with a little oh, camera yeah. in the corner. Yep, yep. Whether that'll get used or not, I don't know. But yep. how weird was that watching through a laptop rather than being in a stadium? It was dead weird. Um, you, all you, you got camera and no peripheral vision. You couldn't see people running off and movement or anything. It, it, it were yes, it were brilliant to watch stags live, but. It had very, very restricted bit, bits with it. Cam, let's come over to you. Uh, obviously, Saturday's game, we spoke straight after the game pretty much and we were a little bit disappointed with the way things went defensively. Have you had time to watch the highlights back, have another look at things? What have you made of it since you've sort of let that initial emotion bubble go and sort of go back to, to reality? Uh very much the same as what I thought on on Saturday. I think that, like Chris just said, there's there's plenty still to do, i.e., gelling between players and whatever. But that's just going to come with game time. Obviously, this is we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But we've played two games since then, getting minutes into the legs. Um, so that's fantastic for the team. But then also, uh, we've still got a week and a bit to go until the season actually starts. So there's still plenty of time to sort things. Um, I think. I think there are still places that we can improve, but we'll just wait and see what happens, i.e. the Man City game. We'll probably see maybe a starting eleven for that one that will start maybe against Tranmere in a 
in a week's time. Yeah, those uh, two games which you referred to as well. Uh, West Brom under-23s was yesterday at the RH and then today away at uh, Barnsley under-23s, a 4-0 victory uh, in that one. Like you said, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. I'm going to come back to you uh, because... I'm going to make use of you whilst you're here for the next two minutes because Nathan's just joined. How are you, Nathan? Are you well? Hello. Uh, very well. For the, if you if you did miss it, Nathan, I've got my dad with me filling in uh, for you for for a, for a couple of minutes because we didn't know when you were going to be around. So I thought, I'd, since it's his birthday, I thought I'd uh, let him in uh, on the fun. Uh, whilst before we go back to talking about football, obviously uh, you made a life admin error today, didn't you? What 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 happened? Oh, shocking! I've. Uh... We were supposed to be going out for lunch today, uh, me and the me and the missus. Uh, but I've not been uh, feeling too well today. Why is so that? Why, why weren't you feeling? with alcohol. I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had to cancel that, and I said, "I oh, will take. I'll, we can go out tonight instead." Obviously, completely forgetting that we were doing a podcast. So uh, I managed to go in there, book. Get this right. Table was booked for half past six. Out by seven. That is that is that. I think that's quite impressive. Is that what you call fast food? That's the second what? time he's done that gag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I had a McDonald's earlier. It's poor. Consistent though. <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. How on earth have you managed that? By the way. What? As in the admin hour or getting out in half an hour? Getting out in half an hour. Have you even bothered eat? Have you bothered chewing? What? Put it this way, I was I was eating chips as I was walking out. Like I literally had, I had a few left on plate, and I was walking out with one out of my mouth. Emma was, and it, which worked because it made Emma walk faster because she was embarrassed. So good work, um, I applaud it. Tactics all the way, better tactics than the stags at the weekend, I think. Absolutely, uh, we'll come on to that in just a second. As always, for you guys watching at home, if you want to get involved with the show throughout, you can do so. Just drop us uh, a comment below and uh, get involved. Um, let us know what you think to the Preston game. Let us know what you think of Nicky Maynard resigning. Obviously, the news of uh, David Sharp becoming the uh, the CEO uh, this week as well, um, and all of the stuff in between. We'll talk about that over the next uh, hour or so here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Before we let you go back and enjoy the rest uh, of your birthday a um, couple of questions first and foremost of the new signings we've made this is going to test your brain because you're probably yeah, exactly <laughs> who are you most excited to see in a Mansfield Town shirt next season um, yep um, um, next question <laughs> <laughs> they were good one or two decent performances what I've saw on Saturday um, alright the, the new new people in I've got to get used to names on them and, and calling nicknames um, mayonnaise where's mayo how do you say it Nath mayonnaise there you go <laughs> mayo as I call him um, I thought he had a good performance um, obviously Sweeney put a good performance in as well but he was covering for one particular defender that um, sort of let three goals maybe four past our defences um, but generally, I enjoyed watching them. Um, they seem to be wanting to play for each other. The gaffers got them working, from what I, I hear. Got them working hard. And I look forward to the season when we can actually go and sit in the, the ground and watch them. I think that's probably a, a, about the, as much sense as we're going to get out of him. So I think we'll let him, uh, let him leave him. We'll leave that there and let him go back to doing the, the whatever it is. That he does. Um, shout out the shout the telly. What do you do? I don't know. I'm watching darts tonight. Yeah, watching darts. Go and Isn't get yourself. It? There's some paint in the cupboard. Go and get yourself that. Put it on the wall and watch it dry. It's much watching, more entertaining. Watching paint has uh, been rained off. <laughs> watching paint has been rained off. Whilst we let him do that, and whilst we let him escape and get everything set up for the normal show, uh, let's get some post-match reaction uh, 
from Saturday's game uh, as we hear from the Stags manager Graham Coughlin who wasn't quite as impressed uh, as the rest of us in his post-match analysis. Here's Graham Coughlin speaking to I Follow Stags after the Stags lost 4-0 at Preston on Saturday. Tough to take to be honest. Best team won uh, by far. Uh, they were very good. They're pushing for their pushing for Premier League place the end of last season and they will be again next season. Um, I think I believe there's 55 places between the two clubs and a show, they did show. Um, but overall I'm really disappointed with the goals we conceded. Um, I thought we could do far better with them. We give the ball away cheaply and if you give the ball away cheaply against a team like uh, like that today you're going to be in trouble. Um, but all in all, we're, uh, we're young, we're developing. We're, um, we're, we're still a long way off, but uh, that was a harsh lesson. That was a harsh lesson for us to take today. I was probably expecting them to have a lot of the ball, yes. I think I said that last week. I was probably expecting them to have most of the possession, most of the territory. But I did not expect us to concede uh, with the ease in which we did. And we had a couple, of, couple, and I'm clutching at straws when I say a couple, probably two, three opportunities. Yes, maybe in a couple of weeks we get a little bit, of, little bit more sharpness into us. They go in the net. But like I said last week after Rodrum, them big moments in games, uh, we, we, we had some big moments uh, Rodrum last week and we had some big moments, uh, well one big moment in particular when the ball comes back off the post. We just need that tide to turn, we just need that little bit of sharpness and that little bit of clinicalness in front of the goal, get the first goal and, and, and possibly a different game. But make no excuses, make no buts, ifs about it. Uh, they were a class outfit today and they were by far better than us. Without being too clever about it, I learned uh, we're, we're, we're still way off, we're still short. I learned we still need uh, organisation, we still need structure. The lads still need bedding in and um, they need a lot more work. Um, fitness, um, we got through, we, we, we were, it was nice to get probably seven or eight of them through to 90 minutes. And that's, that's the first, uh, I think there was three last week or four last week, and now I've got six or seven today. So all in all, from a squad, probably uh, a squad of 16, 17 seniors, I've probably got 10, 11 players over the course of two weeks, 90 minutes. So that's, that's probably uh, a plus point. Um, we've, we've learned not to give the ball away against good teams. Um, there was occasions where we've spent 10, 15 minutes chasing the ball, uh, and it was literally 10, 15 minutes chasing the ball, chasing shadows, and we win the ball back, and, and, and we're just in a, in a rush to go forward. So we spoke about it in the change room. I'd like to see a little bit more composure, a little bit more coolness, calmness, um, and maybe a little bit more thought process uh, when we have the ball. We've, we've been chasing, but um, all in all, it's, 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 it's a massive, massive... Um, Kick, rude awakening. It's a massive kick up the backside, and it's uh, it, it, it's it's a beneficial in the way that we've got some fitness work on, under our belts because we spent a lot of time without the ball and we chased we chased and harried all day. That's Graham Coughlin speaking to I Follow Stags after that uh, defeat at Preston. Uh, Nathan, what did you make of the defeat at the, uh, Preston? Obviously, it's the first time we've really had a uh, chance to, to speak to you, really, uh, after the game. Obviously, uh, we didn't get a chance to catch up with you uh, post-match on Saturday. So what did you make of uh, the Stags' uh, league exit on Saturday? Uh, expected. Uh, I, I can't say... For for one moment, I really did. You know, I didn't think we were going to go there and get anything, so it wasn't a massive surprise to me. I, I guess the, the the only disappointing thing, well, obviously won the result, but I think the the manner, uh, you know, we we did concede. You know, some of it was basically poor defending. So, you know, if if um if they, I mean, they did carve us open, and and the the quality 
you know, the, the difference in quality was quite clear to see, which is, again, what you expect when, what, 55 places between us. So, uh, but all, all I keep thinking is two seasons ago when we were when we were playing, you know, really well, it was middle season, we went to Charlton and, and got battered 6-1, didn't we? Uh, I, I don't know if that was FA Cup or a different, or whatever it was. but FA Cup, that one, yeah. So at least it wasn't, you know, it, it, I know 4-0 isn't great uh, in any game losing, you know, but it's, it doesn't really matter, you know. It's uh, we, you know, you're never going to go on and win the league cup anyway. A bit of money, or a bit of progress would have been nice, but um, it's just probably a good thing to get it out of the way now and uh, just treat it as minutes in the tank and, and and learn a bit from coming up against such a good opposition. Absolutely. And uh, Graham Cochran was speaking in his pre- post-match uh, interview there, Cam, saying pretty much what we said on Saturday, that the defence needs to be tighter, but that minutes needs to be uh, got under the belt. As we mentioned before, Nathan uh, joined us. Uh, minutes have been got under the belt uh, over the last couple of days uh, with the two friendlies against uh, West Brom under-23s and uh, Barnsley under-23s. Um, how important is that in terms of uh, getting us progress and heading towards a week on Saturday? Uh, vitally important. And um, although Graham obviously wasn't wasn't too happy about the, the, the composure on the ball and, and playing the ball around, we've got to remember we're not going to be playing against teams that are going to be playing that high-intensity high football week in, week out in League Two. So it, it is take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. Yes, the manager obviously wants us to perform better, but we are not going to be playing that type of football every week. So it's not too much of an issue. Getting minutes into the lads is probably more important at this stage, especially since um, we've obviously we've not been playing regular football. It's now starting to get a bit more regular. So the minutes should start, start to, to add up and players should be a match fit rather than just being physically fit. So... Um, Obviously, the last two games, in, well, the last two days, yesterday and today, good run out for the players that we need that needed minutes, and it's good to actually get something on the board, i.e., goals, uh, to give players a bit of confidence, like your Danny Rose, Jamie Rees, John Bowers, that have not really had much game time in the main preseason games when we have played. As always, if you're watching on the live feed, make sure you get involved and uh, have your say on your team in the comments throughout. Come and have uh, your say. Uh, Let us know what you thought of the game against Preston. Let us know what you think of the games in midweek. And of course, that big news in the week as well, that David Sharp is now the new uh, Chief Executive Officer. We'll talk a little bit more about that and hear from him in the next 45 minutes or so. Um, Nath, obviously... You know, now that we've we've played these two games in in two days and pretty much given everybody in the squad bar Maynard minutes, are you more in, in more of a positive frame of mind in terms of where we're at now compared to where we were after five pm on Saturday? Well, yeah, comparing it to, to Saturday, obviously, yes. It's um, I think we knew there were there were going to be some sort of behind door game somewhere because you know we as far as pre seasons go. go it's still been a pretty short one, really, and you know, in in as in match action. So, um, you know, we, it was expected. Uh, thankfully, having one of the things we wanted really was to probably get some goals, because obviously, not necessarily because the results don't matter, but it's it's a, for the individuals as players. Yeah, you know, to I think it you know means a lot to to players just to get that first goal. Um, so. Who uh, was you know we had four was it four players on the score sheet today Danny Rose Harry Charles Lee obviously Bowery scored yesterday uh, so 
all them players will be able to take something, you know, take a bit of confidence out of that, even if it is against an under-23 side. doesn't matter. You've still got to put the ball in the back of the net. So uh, I'd imagine we'll probably have another game on Saturday, maybe probably another one behind closed doors. So um, hopefully that'll be what the you know the players need to get ready for you know the real kickoff on uh, uh, a week on Saturday. Now, with the as you mentioned about Saturday being a spare day, obviously a lot of teams Cam are going to be in Carabao Cup action. We should have been against Preston, but obviously it got moved forward. How would how much of an advantage would it be? for us now in terms of looking at our shape and looking at possession and looking at controlling the game how if you were Graham Coughlin how much emphasis would you be putting on trying to get a game not against an under 23 side but against a side that are sort of National League maybe National League North uh, very important I think um, even maybe League One might might be a good test someone that's not going to be s- s- like super far ahead of us um, in in game time. Someone that played last weekend would be perfect. Someone like Portsmouth would be a fantastic opportunity to play against them if they've not got anything on. They played last week as over the weekend as well in the Cup. Or someone in the conference, someone that's gonna actually going to give us a challenge. There's no, it's great to play under-23s for match fitness, but actually like match sharpness, actually getting players ready into the, into the mindset of a, a a competitive match we need to be playing someone a little bit more on our level so yeah higher end national league or league one would be a fantastic opportunity personally i can't think of anyone other than the blatantly obvious ones that we could go for the national league i don't even think they're even close to starting their season yet they've not even announced their fixtures so i believe it's october uh, time they've sort of highlighted as a date for the yeah, national league eight- 8th of September I think they released something like that but of course Notts County will have a game because they're going to be playing Harrogate in the um, FA Trophy Trophy semi-finals yeah yeah so there are teams to play it's just finding a team that's right for what we want to do as a a game exercise actually getting out getting the minutes but actually being able to try and set something up that's that's going to benefit both teams and of course you've got to comply to all the stupid covid measures um as well what about you nathan if you were graham cochran what would you be looking to do this weekend we would you be looking to get a, a game like we said against a a national league or a league one or or would you maybe just be looking at putting in a, a bit of a training session on and maybe a team bonding sort of exercise i don't think it's going to have much uh, a, a lot of choices out there to be fair so it's probably more a matter of uh, probably doing what you can get so uh, obviously, if we could get a, I, I, I would love us to sort of go up against a, a national league side. I think that would be the, you know, the right sort of game for us at, at this point. But like I said, I just don't think it would happen unless it was, Notts County, for example. So, and again, I don't know where they are in their pre-season slash preparation for the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be they'll they'll take whatever they can get, even if it is a another under twenty-three side. It's, it's better than no game, isn't it? So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be spoiled for choice, unfortunately. Whether, you know, there might be a bit of scope for, a, I don't know, maybe playing someone in the Scottish League or something. I know that obviously travelling wouldn't be ideal, but they are in, 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 in their season. So whether any options would come available there, you never know. But I can't, 
I just I'd, I'd put money on it being another under twenty three side. I reckon. Yeah, I think it's probably the the only option when you take into consideration all the COVID stuff and and all of that in between as well. It's a frustrating time, and it's certainly been a, a very weird um, preseason. Let's go back to you know we were talking just before you arrived, Nathan, about the weirdness of obviously watching and listening to it uh, from home. Obviously, you'd listen to a few of the, a couple of the friendlies and, and things like that. But did it have a different feel on Saturday with it being Matchdale, or has it not quite registered in your head yet that we're still not able to go and and things like that? Well, I'm having an absolute shocker at the minute. So obviously, I did the uh, admin mistakes of uh, double booking tonight, and uh, I kind of also did that Saturday. No, so, um, <laughs> I, my, my brother had a a small house. Uh, sort of warming party so just close family uh obviously doing all that bubbling uh, in a bubble slash shield uh, not shielding but distantly bubbling shielding distancing and all that yeah all good fun so but we we did have the match on um so uh, but it was it was it was very weird and i don't necessarily mean just for us sat at home but the fact that obviously it's at an empty stadium and you've not got the crowd and and things like that so it's um it, it just it doesn't it just doesn't feel like the, the season started, and I know it hasn't, as in the league fixtures. But you know that game on Saturday just didn't feel like a, a competitive game to me. It just it, it was very surreal and unusual, and I don't know how it's going to. I'm just worried. You know, it'll still feel the same like that come uh, you know come come, come the Tramia match, so, yeah. which I don't want. I want it to feel like we're you know it it's kicked off then yeah it's a good point that you make really because I, I was thinking obviously I had a bit more excitement than I did the week before when I watched the the um the friendly with Rotherham but I, I think you know match day for me it's as much about going to the game to and from the game if that makes sense the traveling the journey as as it is watching you know having the, the conversations in the car on the way having the banter stopping off at a service station and getting charged through the roof for for a drink and and all that stuff and then getting to the game and experiencing the stadium you can't replicate that from home no matter even if you try you know going downstairs and you know driving around the car park for five minutes and then getting a ticket at your door it doesn't work trust me i've tried it i haven't it's a joke um it's it's very, very interesting and I find it frustrating. I think that transpired into watching the game for me, Cam. Like the first half an hour, I felt, you know what? Yeah, there is a competitive edge to this. We were playing well. We were doing um, we were doing different things um, and, you know, we were sort of in the game. As soon as half time came, maybe even 40 minutes, it really did sort of scale down on the fader. And by the time, I'm going to be honest, by the time the 90th minute came if it wasn't for doing the sort of cool down post-match podcast thing which we'd pre-arranged to do I don't think I'd have been as bothered I I, I think I might have even dare I say turned it off oh brave I never thought I'd uh, hear it, myself it was, say that it was strange it, it, it had a hint of competitive football i.e. that it was in a competition that we actually knew and, uh, and we'd played in before it's but other than that, it just it was just like a friendly, and I know the playing a higher opposition in that competition is usually a good thing. Obviously, we had a, a fantastic night out at, um, at West Brom two years ago, uh, but it, it didn't feel the same at all. And it's, it's if had we have been able to go, it'd have been fine, uh, even in limited numbers. 
it had been better, but it was just so strange watching a competitive game on the telly. But it just goes to show, though, doesn't it, um, Nath, about the power that fans have. And, and you know, Cam mentioned there the, the West Brom game. That night is so vivid for me. Yeah, different squad completely and all of that stuff. But, you know, similar, championship opposition. We, we were playing good football. We went a goal behind and then got back in the game, then went behind again and we were pushing late on. I remember Bobby Elegnick nearly scoring, Christian Pierce nearly scoring, you two, your two's favourite player nearly scoring. Um, but that wouldn't have happened without the atmosphere. The atmosphere helped to draw them in, the, the buzz and the excitement which you know flew across the terraces. That all sort of added to the pot. And I think when you take that away, a large percentage of teams and, and what they can thrive on, that sort of extra 10%, if you like, is not going to be there. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're maybe two or three goals up by sort of 67, 70 minutes or so, it's pretty much feet up games won. It's a massive, massive difference that the crowd can make. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to impact the, the game, isn't it? But I just, from a fan's perspective, that it, it, it's, for me, it takes out probably 95% of the game. And that's... Um, you know, even though I love following the club, like you know, not not just on a match day, but everything behind the scenes and stuff. You know, I'm obviously we all are very engrossed in that as, as supporters as a you know of our, of our local club. But there's still nothing can uh, you know replace actually going to the match um, and and having the the atmosphere there. And I, I don't know. I, I, for me, I'm kind of like. Although the season started in uh, you know just over a week's time, it's I'm kind of counting down to October when we can actually go because that's when it feels like the real season's starting for me. And all, all that will be up to that point is really just an glorified, yeah, for us to get to know the players a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> almost like glorified friendlies in some respect. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously up against you, you know, similar. Uh, teams in you know, similar position, so you get a really good idea of where we are. But I just, um, I'm, I'm ready to get back in there now. I just, I just want to be at the matches, even if it is going to be freezing in October, like usual. You know, I just, it, it's just not the same. I have to admit, obviously, I've been back at work, working from the office now. Thank you uh, for the last two days. Obviously, our office directly goes, it's within the stadium, so it goes out into the stadium. Usually, sometimes, I'll go out and sort of have a little look at the pitch and sort of take in the surroundings. I've not done that at all because, bearing in mind the fact that, obviously, supporters can't go and things like that, I don't want to see it. I, I want to sort of hold it back as, as much as I can for when that, match day feeling does come it, it sort of feels a little bit more special it, that yeah that, as strange as that sounds yeah I understand I totally understand that it's that when when you get to go to your first pre-season friendly it's always the one that everyone looks forward to other than the first game of the season because it's like you get to see the same people again and you get to have the same conversations oh how you been how's the summer been blah 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 uh, then you get to talk about football and you're just in your favourite place. You, when when you're on your own and there's no football and there's no other people there, it just it, it just seemed a bit strange. It's like I went up to the ground earlier just to get my season ticket and there was, other than a couple of people there and a couple of staff, it just felt so weird because Sandy's wasn't open. You were playing around with some stuff on 3G, but other Should than have that, come and said hello. There, there, there wasn't really anything going off and it just didn't feel like that thing. First week of September, we'd have been a month into the season by now. It's just so strange. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Let's go to some of your guys' uh, comments uh, tonight. Uh, if you want to get involved, please carry on doing so. Drop a, uh, a comment in there. We're going to be talking David Sharp in just uh, a minute and Nicky Maynard as well. Uh, Charlie says, I'm happy to be playing under 23 sides and getting good wins with goals too. It's only going to boost confidence. If, if you missed that earlier, of course, yesterday we played against uh, West Brom under 23s in a friendly at the RH Academy. The side for that one was uh, very much those who didn't play uh, on Saturday. So Aidan Stone uh, replaced by Mason Campbell on 65 minutes, the young goalkeeper. Uh, James Clark, Aaron O'Driscoll and Aidan Walker. Kellen Gordon, Alistair Smith, Tyrese Sinclair, Jason Law. Uh, Josh Scott also got a run out to replacing Law on 65. And then Bowery, Reed, and Knowles up front. There were goals in that one uh, from Bowery and Reed. And then today the um, the 4-0 victory over Barnsley under 23s at Barnsley. Um, so Daniel Rose didn't have too far to travel and because of that scored a goal uh, he uh, got on the score sheet alongside Harry Charles Lee and Farron Rawson uh, an own goal got the fourth goal uh, the same side incidentally as that which played on Saturday against Preston um, do we dare read too much into that Nathan say that that's his 11 or are we just sort of uh, are we just sort of jumping to too many conclusions I think it probably is near enough his 11 but uh, I don't think he's going to be too uh, too afraid to to change it, uh, you know, especially this early on in the season. So um, I expect probably to Ollie Clark will go in there when he's uh, you know recovered from injury and obviously he's grass training again now. I'm guessing he hasn't featured in any of the fixtures no. the last two days. So no. uh, I'd imagine when he's fit again, I think he'll probably come into the starting eleven, and then it it's probably uh, from then just. Uh, a battle for places, really. It's up to the players uh, in training, etc., to 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 to, to knock their competitors out I guess yeah Nicky Maynard to add into the fold as well uh, on his re-signing Craig says Nicky Maynard's a great signing as we know he will score goals with service where would that leave the likes of Jimmy Knowles Preston to me uh, as well was just a chance to get minutes in to players um, so yeah let's answer, let's address that question uh, of course um, I'll put it to you first come obviously Jimmy Knowles, Josh Scott have been involved, you know, um, I don't class Tyrese Sinclair in that bracket now, he's played more of a midfield role, so uh, looking at the two young strikers, obviously Josh Scott, Jimmy Knowles will be knocked down the pecking order by one with Maynard coming in, but I still feel that they will be uh, heavily, heavily involved, and I don't think that Nicky Maynard will be his place will just be a given. He's going to have to work damn hard to, to get into Graham Cochrane's plans, regardless of last season. Yeah, because I think, obviously, Graham had, had, had said right from the start, if, if we've got Nicky, it's a positive. We've not, if we've not, we've not. It's, it, it's not something that was been particularly high on his list, as in actually getting, uh, getting him into the squad. If he's there, bro. But like you said, he's got to work hard because he's he's not match fit. Obviously, he's been training, so he's physically fit. But getting him back into the match day squad, I thought did he men- did he play last two days? I can't remember what no. teams. Maynard's no, not, not played a minute I'm yet. Surprised he didn't play some part in the in yesterday or today's game, even if it was just coming off the bench just to get a couple of minutes into him. Uh, like I said on um, Saturday, you will more than likely see him uh, against Manchester City under twenty ones. This time next, well, next Tuesday. Uh, whether that's play forty-five minutes or whether that's start the game, we'll see in some in some way um, in that game. Uh, probably won't start 
against Tranmere, but he's an extra body in the squad. And, and that's thing we've been shouting. A lot of fans have been shouting this season so far uh, in pre-season. We need a goal scorer. We need a goal scorer. We need a goal scorer. Right. We've now gone and got a goal scorer. Um, let, let's build on something positive. Let's hope that Nicky can find his goal scoring touch that he had uh, last season. And, and let's hope that um, under Graham's plans that we can keep all the strikers that we've got happy because we've now got five strikers, five senior striker, strikers. Strikers? Two, what, what position is that? Two, plus... Ugh. Oh, it's been a long day. Plus two young players that are going to want to get game minutes as well. So we've got to find a balance between having a strong squad, but also um, keeping morale up and actually playing what's going to be best. Well, firstly, best football, but secondly, actually just getting players minutes as well throughout the season. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's hear from uh, that returning man, uh, though. Let's hear now uh, from Nicky Maynard speaking on uh, Friday as he made his return to the one call stadium. I don't feel that the problem was obviously um, scoring goals as a team. It was defending as a team. Um, we would it was we would score three goals, sometimes concede four. Um, I just don't think that we um, we defended as well as we should as a unit, as a team. Um, that's from front to back, whether that was pressing from the top. Um, to obviously tracking back your runners as well. Um, but I feel like the gaffers um, brought some new additions in, which will help. And um, I think we'll, we'll have a, a better structure to, to the team this season. On the training ground and in and around the, the, the building, the lads are excited. Um, as I said before, I've got unfinished business. Um, the lads that were there with me last season feel that We've got a point to prove that we weren't as bad as the table showed. Um, so, as I say, there's hungry guys, people that want to, to do better than last season and the gaffers brought in players that can add to that and um, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I didn't think it was it was going to happen, but um, obviously I had a few, a few offers elsewhere um, in League One, which was my aim to, to go in League One. Um, I felt like I, I'd, done, I'd done well. To, to get a shot. Uh, the League One offers that I had um, weren't, location-wise, weren't great for me. Um, and then when I knew that there was still a chance to come back to Mansfield, um, I jumped at the chance, to be honest, and I'm glad, we're, I'm, glad I'm back. Nicky Maynard speaking to I Follow Stags, obviously after his return to the One Course Stadium on Friday. He speaks honestly and openly there, Nathan, about wanting uh, a league to, uh, to, to uh, move to League One. He mentions in his interview, the full interview available at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, by the way. He mentions in there that, you know, he was he's had int- he had interest from other League One clubs, but it didn't work location-wise. If you put two and two together, you probably get Plymouth. Um, but, you know, it, it's been a long drawn out process because of that and because of his openness and, and that want and desire to, to go to League One and, and that taking his time over looking for um, for options. How much of a point has he now got to prove to Graham Cochrane to, you know, and in some respects to some margin of the fans as well, how much of a point has he now got to prove? I, I think he's just got the same amount of, uh, you know, of a point to prove as, as any of the players, to be honest. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, 
he's got all the right to go and look for uh, you know a different club, whether a higher league or even in the same same division. You know, it, we've got to remember footballers. It it's a career for them, and players move on all the time. They're not like us as support. You know, you wish you could say, oh, you, they love the club and they they want to. Obviously, you want them to play for the badge, but you want them to bleed amber and blue. And but it doesn't really work like that when you're when when you're footballers. They they they're from all over the place. So um, unless they're born and bred here, and and, and uh, you know how many uh, Stags fans do we know that go on to make professional footballers? So you know it's they're not going to have the same uh, commitment really to a club. So you can't knock them for for, for wanting knock him for wanting to sort of look at his options so but you know end of day is back let's uh move on from the fact that you know it's um the, the possibility it wasn't going to re-sign or, and all stuff like that and let's just see what he can do uh, hopefully he can um hit the ground running because like, a bit like last season you know you know all that with, with danny rose we kind of just need him to come you know it wasn't the same sort of uh level of that of, of sort of the controversy but Let's hope he just comes on and scores a goal within what was it, thirteen seconds or something like that. Yeah. Like that. Um, and just forget about it and just get on with the with the football now and and and, and get some goals and uh, helping us hopefully do better than last season and move forward. Callum says, to be honest, Nicky did brilliantly last season under the circumstances. Can't wait to see what he can do under Graham Cochran and a whole new squad. Uh, Charlie says it's great having Nicky back, but I just hope his head is in it. That's the worry for me, Cam. Um, you know. I, I think, like, you know, he did brilliantly last season, don't get me wrong, score, scored goals, but we were a average to poor side, um, and he was obviously a shining light in that. We know he's got the experience, we know he's, he, you know, he deserves to play at uh, a higher level again, but when a player, for me, when a player, you know, openly admits they want to move to a higher club and play at a higher level and, and things like that, and then they sort of argue the toss over money, which we know happened because Graham Cochran made no bones about it at the very start of the situation when the retain list was released, you know, that Nicky needed to drop his wage demands to, to, to be part of his squad. When that happens, yes, I understand as a parent and as a... Um, and, and as a as a person, you have to look after your own finances and do what's best for your career. But as a fan and as a, as a supporter... Sometimes I do question whether your your head's always going to be one hundred percent in it, rather than sort of have that five percent in your mind of saying, actually no, once a move comes along in potentially January, I might be off anyway. Um, so I agree with what Charlie says there. For me, Cam, it's it's good having him back, but his head really needs to be in it, and he really does need to hit the ground running. Yeah, and I think the one the the one situation I think this comes back to is when obviously this is something that comes up every season Danny Rose going to Gillingham or Peterborough or wherever wherever Steve is yeah yeah don't even bother well <laughs> um, that's the thing it, right. Nicky's come back on on it's not it's not he's left on bad terms at least with when Danny kept, uh, wanted wanted to leave put his request in and then said he wanted to come back his head had been tainted by whatever that Evans had told him at least with Maynard, he's actually on his own terms. He's yes, he needs to get his head back in the same place as everybody else, in in get actually getting ready for football again, being match fit and whatever. But it's it's not like he's got to fight for yes, he's got to fight for his position, but he's not gonna 
win the trust back of the fans because it's not Nicky. He wasn't tainted or, as such. He, he came back. He left and came back on his own terms. Yes, it wasn't maybe necessarily what he was really, really wanting. But as footballers, if you had didn't have that hunger and desire to play at a higher level, then then what's the point of being a footballer sometimes? Callum says, shoot me down for this if you want, but seemed to me as if he'd left waiting for offers. No good ones had come up, so he came running back to us. Really hope I'm wrong. And like you say, and like you said, hope his head is in it. I think that's, there's a degree of that maybe, Nathan. And I think the whole pandemic situation as well is going to add to that. There's a lot of players... Um, who we released actually at the end of, of last season, who are good enough players to play in League Two, but as far as I'm aware, are yet to be picked up and, and you know, been given deals elsewhere. You look at the likes of Christian Pierce, Hayden White, to a degree Matt Preston when he doesn't get sent off, um, you know, other other players like that, um, who um you know, are good enough players to play in League Two or, or or conference or even in some respects League One. I'd certainly see the chief in, in League One. But my point is, you know, there are all these talented players which we've released. Other clubs have done similar things, but because of the pandemic and because of all of the other stuff which involves in that, clubs are less likely or, or seem a bit more hesitant now towards taking players on it, it seems a lot quieter of a transfer market to me yeah and i i it's a bit like why what i said earlier like i'm not gonna blame uh nicky for for taking his time and seeing what offers he, he does get um you know we all would do the same in our profession wouldn't we if you've got an option of uh you know maybe going to do your you know provide your job somewhere services somewhere else but for more pay or at uh you know a a higher level of, I don't know, of a company. You, you, you are, if you've got the opportunity to maybe see what offers you get out there, then why, why wouldn't you? So, uh, but I think the fact that we are in a in a pandemic and clubs, are, I think across the board, are looking to spend less. Uh, some have to spend less because obviously now we've obviously got the the salary cap in there. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of different sort of permutations to why there's players, you know. It's, you know, maybe there's a lot of players out there still at the moment. So um, you know, there's, it, it it all comes down to the individual basically, and what what they are hoping to get get out of it. If um, you know, like the situation, like we said as a club, with with, with the wage demands possibly of, of Nicky Maynard, we, we 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 offered him a value. He obviously was on more before. Uh, and he wanted to probably stay around that or increase it or whatever. We don't know the details in, in so much. Uh, but, you know, it, it depends on whether players are going to get to this point of the season. They're probably going to have to start accepting lower offers and going to uh, to wherever they can. And I think that this credit here as well, Nath, to Graham Coughlin, because, you know, he said at the very, very start when all of this was ongoing, when it sort of said, you know, we've offered him a, a deal, but it's up to him whether he takes it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he made it very clear that he wasn't going to wait, um, and he didn't wait because he brought two good strikers in Jordan Bowery and Jamie Reed in. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's it, it's credit to him the fact that he wasn't holding out hope to get him because if we'd have, if we'd have not brought strikers in and sort of relied on getting um, Maynard back, it would have very much left the door open for Maynard to go well. You need me more than I need you. So I think that's clever management in some respects. He's he's gone with the the thing of, 
you know, there's a deal there if you want it, but it's on my terms. And if you don't take it, it doesn't matter because I've got this player anyway. He, he adds to our value as a squad, don't get me wrong, and I'm pleased that he's back. But also, you've got to give the gaffer credit for saying, you're not, good, you're not going to dictate to me I'm the manager of this football club. And that was a problem, I think. Well, he's showing a bit of strength, doesn't he, in his man- management skills. So, uh, and I think from a, from a club's perspective, that's what, what we want. We don't want... Um, we don't want to just roll over and become desperate and 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 I would say start offering you know, offering more money etc and or even if uh, you know, say that the Nicky Maynard deal didn't go through but then start panicking and going you know if you hadn't acted early we could have been panicking now and going out into the market and we've done it I think we've done it right we've we've done our business early we were we were set we probably had a, a couple of options in the pipeline if. If Nicky didn't sign, so the, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a plan B, plan C anyway. Uh, but they've, they've, we've basically got ready. We, we were ready anyway without him. And it's a, it's a bonus that we have got him. I still think a part of me thinks we might see an outgoing yet, though. Do you really? I do. I, I just think... I, I just don't... I can't really put my finger on who. Because obviously... We brought in a new. It won't be any of the new new lads in. So, who it would be, you know, Danny Rose, Andy Cook. If it's going to be a striker, it can only be one of those. Um, I, I I don't know. I just got this feeling something something. There's going to be some more movement further down the line. I, I don't know. I I just feel Cam. I don't know about you, but I just feel that if a player was close to leaving, I don't think that we'd prioritise getting them minutes. And looking at what we've done in pre-season so far, um, you know, both Andy Cook and Danny Rose, just using strikers as a pure example, have played minutes and have been very much involved with, with the way in which we're setting up to go forward. So I, pers- I personally don't think that it's going to be, if there are any, I don't think it's going to be either of those two. And I, I just don't feel that Graham Cochran as a manager would allow a player to get fit for another manager in another team. Yeah, it seems pointless, and especially when, um, especially when we are so close to the season now, we are not going to want to lose players. Yes, it gives us a week and a half to get someone in, but in a week and a half in football, especially this time, it's not much to get someone in. That's a, a firstly going to fit the budget and the and the there's a salary cap, but also someone that's actually going to fit the squad. So it, it'd just be pointless. Um, as per who who would go. Who would go? That's the thing, other than Cook or Rose. Well, I can I see, yeah. to be fair, on Nathan's point, because um, I like to be balanced between the two of you. I don't like to team up with, with either. Unless we're, caught, unless we're you know, giving you stick about Salford matters, uh, in which case I'm oh. totally team Nathan. Um, but, you know, to balance that out, obviously there's one man that, that screams out, and that's Willem Tomlinson, not given a squad number this, this pre-season. We know he was suspended by the club for being a clown in the town, uh, according to Graham Cock. And I'll never do that impression again. It was worse than Steve Evans' one. Uh, I do apologise. Uh, for being a clown in the town. Um, we know he's played some pre-season games for Accrington Stanley. Whether they'll make a move or not remains to be seen. Um, but I, I just personally think, if, if there are any outgoings, that he is the only one whose name is highlighted. Would you consider that he's already gone, though? Because if he's not got a place in the squad, he's not got a place in the in the team sheet... Uh, and he's already playing with the teams. Do you, would you do you think that Graham Cochran thinks right that play that player is gone, even if there's there's no move because he'll just 
He'll end up being the next Paul Anderson. He'll just end up being on the reserves or playing with the kids constantly. One one or two things will happen, um, and that is either he will be sold to another club. Well, one of three three things will happen. He'll be sold to another club. He'll be loaned to another club where they pay all his wages, or it will be a mutual termination um, following the end of a um, a ongoing uh, what's the word inquiry club inquiry, um, similar to our friend Mister Donahue. Yeah, that's why it kind of uh, it mirrors that, doesn't it? Really strange. Um, so I, I, that's, I think that's probably a given. I think he will be going. Obviously, he said he's free. He's free to find another club. Uh, so I guess it'll be a matter of uh, which in in which way it happens, really. But as in that, but that's kind of what I meant about an outgoing, not necessarily an outgoing to bring somebody in uh, a movement. I don't think it's a, a, a case of swapping a player like for like in a position, I think we're, we're set in that aspect. I mean, necessarily balancing the books a little bit, obviously, because we've now brought in another player when uh, we, they basically said we were done transfer wise. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, I think they've done that in the knowledge that, you know, probably will and will be going out or, or, or potentially somebody else, but most likely probably him. And of course, I think you know that's our views on on what might happen. Um, but does that does that answer the question from Charlie? Do you think the squad we have is enough, or would you take one or two others? Personally, I would take one more defender. I think we need a commanding elder statesman defender. I'm talking somebody probably 28, 29, 30 who's been there, played League Two, League One. We need another commanding uh, defender that can play either wing back. Uh, preferably left wing back um, or or centre half for me. I think that's what we're lacking. What about you, Cam? Reece Bennett's still available. Just to throw the question out there. I don't know, but if he was, let's get him on the phone. I know Ryan Tafazoli signed for uh, for Wickham today, hasn't he? That's a shame. Because as far as I know, he as far as I know, he is. He, I've not seen anything, but he'd be a fantastic. I know. Oh, don't go back for former players, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but there's some you make an exception to, isn't there? Yeah, we didn't want Reese to leave. That's the thing. He was another one that was tapped up by the fat man. So it's... it's, Reese, it's Steve, what are you doing? Do you fancy signing for Gellingham? Oh, jeez. But (laughs) he's another one we didn't want to leave. So if if he came back, I'd be one that would be more than happy to welcome with opening arms. So it's, it's one of them players that... He was developing and developing. He got his chance at League One. He's took that chance and he didn't play badly at Peterborough. That's the thing. Obviously played alongside Ryan Tafazoli for a while as well and then played a lot of last season as well. So he's he's one that we should definitely be looking at if, if we are going to sign someone. Perfect fit for where I think we need to strengthen as well. But let's go back to that question. Uh, Nathan, you know, you, you felt that um, there might be one out. But on the flip side, like Charlie asked, do you would you take one or two others? I'm going to sort of echo what you've been saying for weeks, uh, and I think we need something on that left hand side uh, with 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 Mal. I mean, he didn't have the best of seasons last year. Uh, he didn't have the best of games on Saturday either. But you can't obviously judge him on the one game at this point of the season. So uh, giving the benefit of doubt, but it's more the fact that I'm not saying Mal's not good enough. I, I, I certainly don't think that at all, especially when he's a Sir Mal. But I just think a bit of competition is, is needed there. I know O'Keefe can go on that side, which which we may see some of uh, as the season season progresses. But 
Um, I, don't, I just, um, especially if he was to get suspended or injured, we'd not covered too well on that side of the the pitch for me, especially more in a, in a defensive sort of uh, point of view anyway. Yeah, because attack-wise, you know, you, you can throw the likes of Jason Law in there and, and Kellen Gordon, who's played a, um, you know, a couple of minutes, uh, a couple of games when he's come off the bench in that position over on that left-hand side. Um, so that might be Graham Cochran's thinking. But I agree, I think, you know, defensive-wise, we need somebody that can drop in at, um, on that left wing-back side and sort of give us that little bit of cover because without going too much into depth about it, that's really where we struggled, um, not only on Saturday against Preston, but also in that Rotherham game as well. And, you know, uh, I don't believe in coincidences. So, uh, like you say, he is a knight of the realm, so you give him a little bit of grace. But, uh, you know, knights can be dethroned, can't they, in, in some respects too. I mean, it's getting on a bit now as well, isn't it? Like, you know, probably not, but um, I just... It's probably a, a matter of the fact that he's the only player that can play there at the minute, isn't he, really? Yeah. Um, so that's, for me, it's the, the competitiveness for that position. I just I think there just needs to be somebody else there. You know, if we could find another James Clark, you know, another young player uh, who's yeah. come from a, a good academy that... that can play on that side and just push him a little bit. I think that's what we need as a club, and I think that's probably what Malin might need as a as an individual as well. I think that would be if we could actually find a gem like that. That would be the absolute perfect uh, scenario. I think. Fingers crossed that Graham Cochran and his merry band of men have got uh, you know their eyes. Uh, somewhere on that. Let's move on to uh, off-pitch matters this week. Obviously, uh, some big news coming out of the club um, yesterday, Nathan. That is, of course, the appointment of David Sharp as the club's new CEO. First and foremost, what were your initial reactions when you saw that uh, that news uh, flash up on your, your social feed? Um, it, makes, it makes absolute sense. Uh, you know, and it's precisely done for the reason that he's there at the club you know on a day-to-day basis a bit like uh, you know carolyn used to be she's you know even said in the, in the statement that you know john and carolyn want somebody who's more going to be going to be absolutely you know, hands-on and that's what uh you know shops come in to to do um so i think it's a, a good a very good move for us going forward uh and i think we I think it'll help us, a, a, you know, a lot for this for, for the well, over the next season or next few seasons. It'll be interesting to see because obviously he's come with fresh ideas. He, he's got a lot of praise for what he did at uh, Wigan, and I'd imagine he'll be implementing some of those ideas uh, with us. So I'm excited to see what uh, what does materialise over the next uh, next few years. Well, in case you missed that statement uh, earlier in the week, it reads as follows. Mansfield Town Football Club are delighted to announce the appointment of David Sharp as the club's new Chief Executive Officer. The former Wigan Athletic Chairman has made an instant impact at the One Course Stadium since being unveiled as the club's Director of Football in May of this year and will now take overall responsibility for the club's day-to-day operations. The 29-year-old becomes the youngest CEO in professional football, succeeding Carolyn Radford, who 
who's undertaken the position of co-chairwoman following nine successful years in the role and is now the youngest person in professional football to hold the position of co-chairwoman. Under David's reign at the DW Stadium, the Lactics won two League One titles, reached the FA Cup quarterfinals and accured a significant net profit on player sales. In a joint statement, Chairman John Radford and co-chairwoman Carolyn Radford said, We both love Mansfield Town Football Club and are determined to make this club thrive and prosper. Therefore, it is paramount that we have someone at the One Call Stadium day in, day out to drive the club and its staff forward. Unfortunately, we're not in a position to be at the club on a daily basis, but for us to appoint such a capable leader in David Sharp is a real coup. Uh, we've known David for a number of years. His worth, ethic and integrity are second to none. His first-hand experience in a similar role at Wigan and has had ex- and has an exceptional knowledge of the industry. We've seen the impact he's had in these first few months here and we will provide le- and will provide leadership, direction and enhanced standards within every area of Mansfield Town Football Club. Um, obviously, Cam, it's uh, like Nathan said, uh, a really sensible move and, and the key thing for me is that sentence in there of having somebody on a day-to-day basis uh, to be at the club, you know, looking at things, not just on the football side of things, but things in and around it like you know the stadium experience. It's going to that's going to be very different um, post COVID in terms of you know limited fans and all that sort of thing. Match day experience is going to be different, um, different as well, and it, it's going to be very, very um, interesting to see how that plays out. But to have somebody in place day to day is going to be key because I, for one, don't believe in coincidences. When they first boarded the flight to Portugal, we were doing very, very well in the league, and then they flew off. Greg Abbott sort of came in the director of football role or whatever it was or head scout or whatever and we went the wrong way and ever since they've sort of been in Portugal and not been able to be as hands-on as they they once were things haven't been um, as as smooth shall we say as they would have perhaps wanted it to be when they first um, handed the passports in at at check-in. Yeah, and I think it is crucial that we have someone there day to day because if if players or management have got issues or whatever, then it, it might take a few days to sort. Whereas it can be, if you've got someone there day to day, it can be nicked in the board, and it's it's then back back to business as usual. There's no, there's no going to be no issues ar- arise from it. Um, I think the fact that we have appointed someone that's obviously had a fantastic experience. Uh, obviously, Dave's been. Um, been at Wigan for many years, and and with with what he did, he, he guided Wigan back to the back to the Championship where they wanted to be, and that's where where the Radfords want us to be in a few years' time. Rad, uh, John's obviously always been very public about this idea of uh, when he obviously when he came in, he wanted to get us to the Championship, and and slowly and surely we're going to hopefully get there. And I think with with David being the man in well, pretty much being in charge now. I think we we should hopefully get there uh, in two seasons' time, maybe three, uh, hopefully. But it, it's good. It's a it's a great appointment because we've seen in the past like someone like Greg Abbott. We came in and we went backwards. It was just like we'd got the wrong people. And at least with David, we've brought in some decent decent bodies in, in player wise. But then we've also got 
uh, the right management staff and the right coaching staff and everything just seems to be really positive at the club at the moment. Time now to hear from the man himself. Let's uh, hear his views uh, on why he was made CEO and the exciting challenge which lays ahead for him. As always, he was speaking to I Follow Stags. We've got very good people around the football club from, from the top with the owners, with John and Carolyn. Um, right down to the bottom. Uh, whoever they are at the football club, they're very good people. Um, the training ground we've got up uh, up, at, up at the, the RH Academy is, is is top draw for the level. Um, the stadium, obviously, with with, with the hospitality, with Sandys, um, everything that's been put in place, the squad that has been assembled, not just this season but over over previous seasons. The club has been really well backed by good people at the top of the football club and it's it's very important. I was speaking to somebody at the weekend, rarely that you get owners these days at football clubs um, that, are, that are doing things for the right reasons. We've seen other football clubs up and down the country uh, having difficult times um, under different ownership but, but here at Mansfield Town we've got great people that own this football club and, and I'm delighted to now be obviously a a big part of it, albeit just a small part because it's not just me, there's a lot of good people um, involved in the running of the football club and the day-to-day operations. It's something I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of. As director of football, you're obviously only responsible on the football side of the business and don't get too involved in the stadium side, but naturally, because I was a chairman of a football club, I was dipping my toes into, into the stadium and, and asking questions and finding out more about how the stadium runs and, and other aspects of the business run. Uh, so that was something I couldn't. I couldn't just stay on the football side when I was director of football. I felt like I needed to try and get involved in all areas. That was just my natural instinct. So um, that obviously be now official um, when I'm involved in, in whether it be the academy, the stadium, uh, the first team, the community, etc. The list goes on: hospitality, commercial. Um, but the good thing is that we've already got good people here, um, good people in place. Um, that I've, I've, I'm getting to know the, the stadium staff and uh, whether it be yourself in the media department or the commercial department, uh, Diane, the club secretary, um, Laura in hospitality. I'm getting to know everybody um, because, of, it's, again, with these are new relationships. We've, we've only known each other a short, a short space of time. Uh, but these people have been at the club a very long time and they've been very good for the football club. So they'll uh, show, me, show me what's what at the football club and I'll hopefully bring elements of... of what we put in place uh, at Wigan uh, and what my personal feelings are, what's needed at a football club and and move forward. That's David Sharp speaking to I Follow Stakes. You can watch that interview in full, plus highlights of the Preston game, interviews with Graham Coughlin, Nicky Maynard and much, much more by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Don't forget you can subscribe as well, which uh, really will help the club out from a business sense, uh, especially in this post-COVID world where ticket sales uh, are just simply not going to be there. Uh, Nathan, obviously, as a we, we use you in a, in a role as, a, as the, the business head of uh, this particular podcast um, because you know you run a local business and things like that from a business perspective how smart is this move to appoint David Sharp as the club's new CEO I think it's um, very well very smart very much needed uh, and he seems really uh, sort of I can't jump in the word I'm looking for um I think you know he's really uh, enthusiastic about getting involved with all the different aspects of the, of the club. You know, like you said, 
originally as a footballing director, you know, obviously as much as he wanted to do that, he, he just had that uh, natural instinct to to want to be able to give his, uh, you know, his expertise and experience in in the other fields of the of, of the of the uh, football club. So uh, you know, he's obviously been itching to get get to to work in those side of things. I remember one of his first interviews, uh, I can't remember if it was him or or John O'Carroll that was saying, but he's he's got a lot of ideas. Uh, you know, he's got a new sort of a bit of a sort of younger way maybe of, uh, of of approaching things. And I think he's to me I get the feeling that he's uh, sort of itching to get things sort of up up off the ground, which hopefully he continues a track record that he's already built himself and and puts the club in a positive way, and I think this is where we are. We are ready to to make that step, and although we're not quite doing it yet on the pitch, we still are going from strength to strength off the pitch. And I just think we've we've still got areas we can improve. So, if we can become more profitable, more sustainable, then that's only going to eventually uh, have a good impact on our academy and our, and our first team. So. It, Fingers crossed, you know, it, everything does work out and we, we, we do start moving forward, uh, you know, quicker. And in the world that we live in, Cam, obviously that off-the-pitch work, that's going to be critical, critical, isn't it? Yeah, because the football club's main main source of income is, is ticket sales and when that's not, not there, what are we supposed to do? Because we've got to have some form of income and it's because it's we've got to pay um, players, and then, uh, obviously, most importantly, players. But without, without the backroom staff as well, uh, running the ticket office, the club shop, the the commercial side, and whatever, then we're not going to have a football club. So, fan fans backing us, whether it's getting a season ticket or buying match passes on a game to game basis, or just subscribing to iFollow monthly or annually, or, or just supporting in any way possible. And, and when Sandy's finally does open, and when the hospitality and, and and the entertainment does open again, then we need to support the club that way as well. And and as fans, we need to help our club through this because it's it's not been easy. Uh, fortunately, we've had we've got fantastic owners and we've got a fantastic backroom um, uh, board staff and and everyone else that's that keeps the club running. And uh, it's now just time time to repay them for a little bit for their hard work over the close season and actually. Making sure that, firstly, the ground and, and whatever's ready for when football does return, but also making sure that uh, it is safe for fans to return um, it, through social distancing, through putting different measures in. So whether it's staggered entry times and whatever, it's just a lot of things that need to, a lot of things that fans don't particularly think about a lot of the time. The, the behind the scenes running of things. I have one final question for for the both of you before we wrap up this week's podcast. A um, bit of bit bit of a strange one really we weren't expecting Nathan to be with us and then he was with us because he ate a bowl of chips um quite quickly incidentally Nathan because I'm quite curious this isn't the actual question that I was going to ask by the way um what meal did you have was it just a bowl of chips or what meal were you on I went for a baguette and chips but uh it was uh honestly I, I feel like I could have got some sort of medal for how quick we got through the food uh, had you pre had you pre-ordered you know, can we just establish the boundaries here had you pre-ordered it to arrive at 6:30 when you got there or did yeah. you or did you order it when you got there 
no, we'd, we'd booked the table. Uh, so we went in and we sat down. I looked at my phone. It was uh, 6.28 when we sat at the table. Right. And we ordered and left by 7. <laughs> That's unreal. So you ordered it, they cooked it, brought it out, and you'd eaten it by 7. Was there anybody and else in this restaurant? Fully booked. And it was fully booked? <laughs> Yes. Wow. I mean, if if that's not a five star trip advisor for for speed, um, uh, then I don't know what is. Uh, my actual question to the both of you was: Have either of you ever been a mascot? Yes. Uh, not a mask. Well, I kind of have and haven't. I, I, so I, I'll say no. What do you mean, kind of have? Reese Day's testimonial. I wasn't a mascot, but. Um, I was given uh, access to the uh, ground, the ground, the, the changing rooms had pictures of all the players and stuff like that. I just, I just didn't go on the pitch all in anyone's hand because I was eighteen at the time. But, right, so mas- uh, mascot ish. Then we'll say ish. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like the chance to be a mascot? Uh, I know what you're on about. Nathan might not have seen this. I think I have seen it, but isn't it? Is it not an age age limit? Well, there's not an age limit on this particular one. You could be a virtual mascot. Uh, the Stags are looking for virtual mascots. Um, be our virtual mascot for the upcoming EFL trophy game against Manchester City under-21s and receive a video message and signed photo from Stags defender Ryan Sweeney. The Stags face the, citizen, the citizens in the opening EFL trophy group stage fixture on Tuesday the 8th of September, 6 o'clock kickoff, and we're looking for you! you uh, to be our virtual mascot all you have to do is send a short video message wishing Sweeney and his Mansfield teammates the best of luck for the game and tell us why you enjoy watching the Stags Defender side question does that hint at Sweeney being captain one word answer Nathan no yes I'm going to go for yes, because there's a picture of him as a captain. Um, if you are selected as the next match day's virtual mascot, you'll receive a personalised reply from Sweeney and a signed photo from the 23-year-old. I mean, I mean, I mean, we have a platform, which is a video platform. Um, I mean, you know, realistically, none of us are going to put forward for it because, you know, I'm 29. Nathan's not too far off that. Cam's 12 um but you know so cam could uh, but none of us realistically are, are going to do this so i'm going to give you the i'm going to give you the opportunity now to send your message um to ryan sweeney and the boys ahead of that man city game because i don't think we'll be on before that uh, again um, and of course uh, the season's opener um just because it's come up um so i'm going to add in some genius background music as well which sounds like this cam felton Send your message straight down the barrel of the camera to Ryan Sweeney and his teammates. Uh, get the boys going. Let's go out and win. It might not be a competition that everyone's priorities are on, but it's extra extra cash in the club's pocket, especially at a difficult time. Let's let's go out and repay the, the fans' faith and then give fans something to really look forward to when, when fans can return to the ground again. Nathan Edge, your message to Ryan Sweeney and his teammates for the for the chance to be a virtual mascot. Ryan Sweeney, um, I'm a stag. I, I believe you can get an hat trick on, on Tuesday. I've got faith in you, sir. 
We didn't catch that last bit, but it, it came as come on you stags, but <laughs> Ryan Sweeney Hattrick. I'll tell you what, yeah. if he does that, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> I mean I love Sweeney's to bits, but you never know in this game. Nothing. You never know in this game. Oh dear, oh dear, oh mate. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, all the details for that, if you want the chance to be a uh, virtual mascot for the club, by the way, are on mansfieldtown.net right now. Uh, that's pretty much it from us. Obviously, um, we won't be with you before the City Under-21s game, but fingers crossed we should be with you for another post-match show, only because it kicks off at 6 o'clock, which means the full-time whistle be, won't be too late um, we'll try and be with you for that keep an eye on our social media pages uh, for that anything else that you want to say Nathan obviously you've been bad at admin lately so do you want me to get your diary now and write it in Tuesday night yeah hopefully I'll be actually here to join you uh, for, for, for that I should be at that time of night I mean I, I very rarely have uh, have plans in the day never mind in the evening so should oh, be good. Oh, sorry for him now. Can will you be? Will you still be everything out of boxes, or will you be halfway to Salford Matters by then? Oh no, you can't roast me about this anymore, Mister Nathan Edge. What what was you planning on doing last night? Mac- Macclesfield Matters was it that you was on about? I'm very confused. Why? In context, Nathan was very drunk yesterday, which is why he had to go out for a meal tonight because he um, wasn't missed his meal in 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 the daytime. Um, and in the group chat last night was there's no other way of saying this. Pissed. Oh, right. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for us. Uh, we will hopefully be with you on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so I'll wave bye to uh, to the boys. Uh, to the boys uh, for now we will see them uh, hopefully on Tuesday night as the Stags take on Manchester City in the um, in the EFL trophy first of three group games for that one on Saturday the Stags lost at Preston North End in the Carabao Cup by four goals to nil but over the last two days have written the wrongs getting some minutes into the players I'm recording a 2-1 victory over West Brom under-23s and a 4-0 win over Barnsley under-23s today as well. Can the Stags keep that going ahead of Tuesday night's competitive game behind closed doors at the One Course Stadium against Manchester City under-21s and more importantly, take another step forward in preparing for the season's opener a week on Saturday at home to Tranmere Rovers. Whatever happens, we will be following the journey all the way. Join us on Tuesday after the full-time whistle for the cool-down and hopefully next Thursday for the final Mansfield Matters, the warm-up. I'm Craig Priest. Joining me tonight have been my dad, Chris Priest. Happy birthday to you, to Nathan Edge, to Cam Felton, to you out there. Stay safe. Remember, be a virtual mascot. Send Sweeney you good luck messages. And also remember, Nathan Edge, this one's for you, that Mansfield always matters. Macclesfield. Somebody get him off the booze for God's sake. See you next time.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.